How many brought your Bible with you today? Well, if you did, let's get her out. <laughs> I got the earth thing going today. <laughs> let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, and let's take a moment and let's pray and believe God for good things to happen in the rest of our time. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for your faithfulness and kindness toward us. We believe that you're at work in our in our hearts, in our lives, and we ask that you reveal your word to us now. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear, hearts that are open and receptive to all that you would do and say. For this we give you thanks in Jesus' name, amen. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 5 says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all of you, be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves. How many understand that's different than be humbled? Humble yourselves. No, I'm not praying, Lord, humble me. Lord, give me humility. No, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Can we see that the will of God is that we be exalted? The will of God is that we be lifted. The will of God is that we be promoted, that we be lifted higher. And I know that the Lord has stirred my heart to deal with this subject and to talk about humility. Um, And part of it's personal because it's for me. And some of it's coming through me, of course, to lead our church. But again, why does the Lord want us to increase in humility in our lives? Can you see the answer right in here? It's because He wants to bring us higher. He wants to exalt. He wants to promote. He wants to make your life better than it is. None of us are at the pinnacle. None of us have arrived and have reached the highest potential and possibility of our lives. And uh, therefore, the Lord wants to show you, He wants to show me how we can come up, how our lives can be... uh, better than they are, how we can be promoted, how we can be increased. You know the way to do that? It's real simple. He said you need to humble yourself. If you will do that, then He will add grace. He will add His ability to lift, to promote, to exalt, to take us higher than we are currently. So this is good news. I'm seeing the plan of God here for our future. I'm seeing what the Lord has in store for us tomorrow and next month and next year. And it's not things are going to get worse and worse and we're going to squeak out of here by the skin of our teeth. No, He wants to raise you up and lift us up, take us higher, do more through us than ever before. Come on now, that's His plan. But here's the deal. There is a great hindrance and that's called pride. Pride stands in the way of God's fullest potential for my life and for, your, and for our church. If the Lord's plan is to take you and is to take us corporately up to increase us, we must, absolutely must, remove pride from our hearts. Because He cannot pour out His fullest, His highest, His best, and His blessing on a proud heart, on a haughty look. Amen. And so, therefore, we're trying to shine a spotlight on some of this junk and get it out. And uh, some of it can be uncomfortable, uh, but lunch will be good after service. 
So, uh, but in the meantime, I mean, honestly, I've had some discomforting moments myself, but I asked for it. I really did. And I said, Lord, show me uh, how this exists and where this exists in my own life. Because as soon as I recognize it, I'm dealing with it. As soon as I see it, I'm getting this out because I realize it's bad news. And, uh, and when you first see some of it, <laughs> it doesn't make you smile. You go, oh, mm, that's ugly. But then you're thankful. Thank you, Lord. Now I can clear that out of the way, get that out of my life, and I can be clothed with humility, and we can go up. Amen. And so, question, can you be in a high, blessed, influential position in life without being proud and high-minded? Absolutely. That's absolutely the case, and, 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 that's, and that's the will of God. But religion is something that thrives on works as opposed to grace. I'm talking religion, not talking the Bible, not talking a relationship with God. Religion thrives on works. You need to do this, do this, do this to be accepted and so forth. Why is that? It has to do with pride. Because when I have worked my way to achieving something, then I get a pat on the back. Then I get the credit. We talked to you last week about how pride takes credit for everything. Pride takes the glory for things that it shouldn't take the glory for. And, uh, and if I work my way and I earn my way and, and I might wake my, make my way before the presence of God, I don't show up in heaven saying, thank you. I show up feeling proud about myself. I'm proud, about my, proud, I'm proud of my accomplishments. And that's something that's contrary to the heart and ways and plan of God for our lives. And so religion thrives on works instead of grace because man wants credit for all of his accomplishments. But uh, humility, on the other hand, is an acknowledgement of truth. How many understand that hum- humility does not resist true statements about themselves, even those that are complimentary? It's not that if we're really humble that we can't have a conversation about things that are true, things that are even praiseworthy about ourselves. Here's the deal, though. We're not taking credit for all the good stuff that happens. And also, uh, we don't really want to be the center of focus because we are not self-seeking. Amen. That's that's, That's the humble heart. Let's never confuse boldness for pride or introvertedness for humility. You know, sometimes an introverted person, they might be viewed as, well, they're real quiet, so they must be very humble. No, no. Sometimes a person is uh, very introverted because they're so full of themselves. Really, that's the case. Sometimes they're that way because they're so concerned about what others think about them. It's all them in their own mind, and so they shy away from that. I'll show you that a little bit more as we as we go along later on, but... But we want to we want to avoid that. Now, being quiet can sometimes be a benefit, right? The Bible tells us that people will think you're smarter than you are. <laughs> it's usually those who talk too much that, well, everything's revealed. <laughs> Have mercy as I speak this morning. <laughs> so pr- pride is a very evil thing, we, and we we, we got to recognize this. And, and humility should be pursued. But again, in our world today, people are proud of being proud. Proud, and when they're humble, they're proud of their humility. <laughs> and, and, and they and they talk about this as such a 
a positive thing. You know, you got national pride and racial pride and you got denominational pride and, and all kinds of stuff going on in the church, outside of the church, where people feel, have this sense of superiority about themselves and about their, what they've accomplished, what they know. And, uh, and listen, we need to, again, have a biblical understanding of this and not just go with the, the course of this world. This, this stuff is ugly in the eyes of God. In fact, I want to give you a few scriptures. I don't want to take time for you to turn to them right now because I want to read several verses, mostly from Proverbs, uh, just to give us a, an understanding of the truth about pride, first of all. Proverbs 8.13 says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. That's pretty strong language. You know, if I were to list of, make a list of things that I think, okay, as a believer, child of God, I should hate this stuff. I would think, okay, I need to hate sin. I need to hate the devil. I need to hate like sickness and poverty and those things that harm people. But I don't know if just first off I would list pride right in that list. But you notice uh, in the Word of God, it's st- stated here and other places that the Lord hates this stuff. And so that just tells me I should too. Okay, Proverbs 16.5 says, Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Proud. The proud are an abomination. Proverbs 21.4 says, A haughty look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are sin. Not only is he evil, not only should it be hated, but the Bible calls pride sin. All right. What about the end results of pride? If a person continues in their life with a proud look, a proud heart, what's going to be the result? Well, Proverbs 11.2 says, When pride comes, then comes shame. When pride comes, then comes shame. You want to be shamed. (laughs) I can tell you how. Have a proud heart. Proverbs 15.25 says, The Lord will destroy the house of the proud. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud. What happens to the proud? They get destroyed. Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. So for all of us who want to go up, we want to go up in life. Well, this is the way down. You want to go up? Humble yourself. You want to go down? Be proud about yourself. Be proud of your accomplishments. I'm proud of my record. I'm proud of this. <laughs> see, this is such common language today. We've we, we got to understand, and we'll, we'll see this as we go along further. Man, this stuff is a great hindrance to relationships and going up higher. All right? Uh, so pride goes before destruction. Again, the proud person gets destroyed. Proverbs 29, 23 says, A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. A man's pride will bring him low. You remember definitions here. Pride means low, or no, excuse me, opposite. Pride means high, whereas humility means low. But a man's pride will bring him low. But what will humility do? It will lift up. In this case, honor. All right. Uh, humility, uh, at the same time, contrasting the word pride, Psalm 147, verse 6 says, The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts down, casts the wicked down to the ground. He, the Lord, lifts up the humble. Want to go higher? Go lower. Proverbs fifteen thirty three says, "The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is 
humility. Before what? Before honor. Remember the contrasting word was shame. The proud get shamed. The humble get honored. And then Proverbs 22 verse 4 says, By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. And so we should ask ourselves the question, what do we want? Do we want riches? Do we want honor? Do we want life? Do we want, uh, do we, we want to be lifted up and avoid shame? Simple answer, I don't need to pray about it. Oh, Lord, lift me up. Lord, lift me up. If I'll humble myself, He will lift me up. If I'll humble myself, and again, a lot of how that happens, I've said it before, but I'll uh, take time to say it again. A lot of how that happens is God adds grace to our lives. God adds a supernatural divine ability to succeed. It really does. I mean, I believe in miraculous happenings that, that, you know, someone could walk up to you on the street tomorrow and bam, just, you know, offer, offer you an opportunity of a lifetime or a, a, a basket full of money or, or, or something that changes things. But I think frequently the way these things happen is God adds grace. Just like the scripture says, that grace gives me the ability to succeed. His ability working in me causes me to go up the chain. You know, whether it's just being promoted in your line of work or your company or, or things of that nature, you, you get promoted because you're capable. You're divinely capable of doing a good job. Sales are happening under your hand. Things are coming together when you're on the job. What is that? Something I can be proud about. No. <laughs> no. Because it'll be short-lived if you are. But it's something you can be thankful about. Something you can say, Oh, Lord, you're so good to me. All I do, all I have, all I know, all that I am is because of you. It's because of your grace and kindness in my life. And so, because we're seeing the effects, we're seeing the result, the end of pride and we're seeing the results the end of humility I think we've got it down which one we're supposed to be involved with but what we need to do is be able to scripturally identify when that kind of stuff is existing in us because it's entirely possible that some of us are thinking oh I agree with this pride, boo humility, yay I'm all about that but you don't actually recognize any of it in your life. And if you can't recognize it, you can't deal with it. That's one of the reasons I've made it my prayer, because I see the, the, the deal here. If I'm really humble, I'm going up. And so if I ever find myself stopped, if I'm, there's like a glass ceiling, and it seems like I can't get higher, I can't move on. The problem's not God. Have we ever realized that? And if the problem was God, then we're really in trouble. <laughs> but the problem is never Him. Therefore, I'm saying, Lord, what's going on here? What, what do I need to do so you can maximize your plan in my life? What do I need to, to do to break out of this, to break through this? And sometimes the answers aren't real pretty. And I've already identified some things in me. And I didn't know starting off the series anything other than that God dealt with me to talk about the subject. And I already saw some things, and it wasn't nice. 
<laughs> I saw myself how I acted in certain situations. And I thought, huh, I didn't know that before, but I was in pride. And that's a hindrance to God. And so my prayer today, I know this doesn't sound real nice, but ultimately it is. But my prayer today is that you'll see some ugly stuff. And if, it, if it's there, you deal with it. You, you repent and turn and say, Lord, I humble myself before you. And, uh, and if that's our commitment, anytime we see it, it's out of there. Then we're ready to move on with, with the Lord. And so this, this first area that I want to talk about today, this first area of our reality check has to do with self-promotion. Pride is often manifest and revealed through self-promotion. Uh, Proverbs 27, why don't you take a moment and look at that with me. Proverbs 27, get your highlighter out. Some of these scriptures are not exactly like promises. You know, for those of you who highlight the promises, woohoo, promises, yay. That's great to highlight promises, but sometimes it's the things of what to do and how to act and how to think that allow us to walk in the fullness of God's promises. And so Proverbs 27 and verse 2 says, Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. One of the things that we've got to watch is our own mouth. One of the things that, that pride loves to get involved with is the very things that come out of our own mouth. When I'm operating in pride, I like to talk about myself. A proud person, their favorite subject is themselves and what they've done, what they've accomplished, all that they've made themselves. And they're not so interested in other people. They're not so interested in, in, in praising someone else. But if, if, if they're not being praised, I mean, if you haven't recognized what I've done, if you haven't recognized my gift, then I'm going to start promoting myself because someone's got to do it, right? <laughs> but that's the way pride thinks. If you're not recognizing something good about me, then I'm going to have to let you know about it. I mean, but somebody's got to, right? I mean, it'd be a, it'd be a tragedy if you didn't recognize all the good things that I do. <laughs> See, that's how pride operates. But the Scripture says, don't you do it. Don't you praise your own self. Don't you be lifting yourself up. Let somebody else do it. You see that it's not a problem? The Lord doesn't have a problem with a person being praised. Even in the New Testament, the, uh, Jesus talked about certain individuals who were more desirous of the praises of men than the praises of God. So it sounds like even God will praise us. So God will praise you, other people will praise you, but you don't praise you, right? So it's not a matter of being praised, it's a matter of where it's coming from. And if it's originating out of our own hearts, be rest assured, we've got an issue with pride. And that issue is blocking God's best. It is a hindrance to God lifting us up, all right? Let me give you a couple other scriptures. Matthew 23, you don't need to turn to that one. You can go to John 7, though. That'd be a good place to go. Matthew 23, Jesus spoke of the Pharisees and the scribes. He said, they love the best places and feet at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues, uh, greetings in the marketplaces, and to be called by men, Rabbi, Rabbi. 
Now, he wasn't complimenting them. He was rebuking them and, and, and pointing out what was the problem in their lives. What was it? They just loved position. They just loved place. They just loved title. They loved it when people would call them rabbi, rabbi. It, 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 it caused them um, to swell. <laughs> they felt important when other people would recognize their place. Amen. They're always looking for the best seat where they can be seen, where they can be noticed because they were into promoting themselves. Did you find John 7? John 7, verse 18. John 7, verse 18. Jesus said here, He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory. But he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Notice just that first phrase, he who speaks from himself, or some translations will say of himself. Do you like to talk about you? Are you your favorite subject? Do you like to speak of yourself, of your accomplishments? What did Jesus say? That person seeks his own glory. They seek their own, they, they are seeking for themselves to be lifted which is the opposite of how a life is really supposed to be uh, promoted. Amen. In another situation, well, how many went to high school? <laughs> All right. good majority of you went to high school. Uh, typically, if you've been out of high school for more than 10 years, you've had an opportunity to go to a high school reunion, right? How many have ever been to a... How many went to your 10-year high school reunion? Yeah. <laughs> some of you might not be that old, and some of you can't remember. It was so long, <laughs> it was so long ago. But what happens often at these high school reunions, especially the early ones is that everyone wants to come and have everybody else be really impressed with them, right? They want everyone to know what they've made of themselves. And so they're thinking about the car they pull up in and the stories they're going to tell, and they want everyone to know, I've accomplished something, and you should be impressed with me. I've done more than you. And w what is that? That's ugly, stinking pride and uh and, and it's something that that god hates and what that is that's a big hindrance to relationships it's a big hindrance because it's a fakeness there's there's it's just false it's just not people when people are not real they can only go so far with others in their relationships and it it, it hinders relationships from going further one, one guy told me he said when you get to your 50th reunion he said all that goes away because you forget your teeth and then and then, and uh, there's not really an issue with pride <laughs> when you get to when you get to that one but <laughs> but but early on see that's one that's one of the things that pride does can you recognize that pride endeavors to impress people they try pride tries to be impressive do you try to impress people and i think if all of us would take a close look at this we might discover that sometimes yeah because listen 
it is in a relationship it is not wrong to talk about yourself you have to I mean if I'm going to have a conversation with someone you're going to talk about some things that you know I'm going to talk about things that I know I've done I've experienced and some of it is is accomplishment and so forth it's not wrong to talk about yourself but here's one of the most revealing things in this area and I think we can help it's helped me and it's got me a couple times and that is why am I telling this person this Ask yourself the question. If you're in a conversation, you're telling someone about yourself or about something you've done, something that's about who you are, why? Because the issue in and of itself is not incorrect. It's not wrong. It could be right and appropriate. But why are you telling them? And too often what the case is, we want them to be impressed with us. We want them to think something highly of, our, of us. We want them to know. Now, if that's not the motive, good. We're good to go. And only you can answer that about yourself. Only I I can answer that about myself. But as I thought back at different times, I thought, I have totally done that before. (laughs) I've told someone about something I did, and I just really wanted them to go, wow. (laughs) You know what that is? Man, that's pride. That's ugly pride. Pride seeks its own. Pride is something that tries to impress others, tries to be impressive. It is, uh, you know, do, do you speak a lot about yourself? Do you brag? Would your friends call you a person that brags about your accomplishments? That's not a compliment. And, uh, you know, <laughs> well, let, let me just go on a little bit further. H- how do you handle being ignored? Pride really does not like to be ignored. Pride wants to be recognized. The proud person wants to walk into the room and have everybody look. Say, hey, so-and-so is here. But how do you handle it if you're ignored? Nobody pays attention to you. Nobody acknowledges you. Everybody acts like you're not there. Humility can handle that. That's pretty fine. But the proud person, they're like, I went there and nobody even talked to me. Nobody even paid attention to me. <laughs> well, big whoop de doo who are you? Hmm. See, we've got too high, high opinion of ourselves. We think everyone else's life should stop because we're there. We are the center of the universe. <laughs> well, you don't like that one too much, but it might be true anyway. You know, Jesus told a parable in Luke 14 and well I'll just read it to you you got a few minutes lock the doors (laughs) Luke 14 verse 7 so he told a parable to those who were invited when he noted how they chose the best places saying to them When you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you be invited by him. And and he who invited you and him come and say to you, give place to this man. And and then you begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place, so that when he who invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, go up higher. Then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. Do you notice that? 
The Lord didn't have a problem with a person having glory. He said, you're going to have glory in the presence of those all around. That wasn't the issue. It wasn't a problem of them having glory. It was a matter of them glorifying themselves. He said, for, for whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And so again, looking at this, why do we do the things we do? Why am I telling you this? Why am I talking about this? Why do I act the way I do? Pride is one of those things that wants to be recognized for what, it's, what it can accomplish or what it knows or what it has. Sometimes that can happen in church. Listen, this can happen during worship. Remember how in worship we're supposed to be like worshiping the Lord? But some people have the, 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 the mindsets going through their mind. They're standing there and they're singing and they've got people around them in front and their back. And they're thinking about how, you know, how well they sing. And they're, wanting, they're singing loud enough. And it's fine to sing loud, but, you know, they want to sing loud enough so people around them can hear them so that they'll be impressed with how well they sing. How many know you can't get further away from worship than that? <laughs> where you think, you know, and it can happen with musicians where they're, whether it's a, a vocal performance or, you know, or leading in worship or it's playing, a, playing an instrument of some kind and they're wanting to make that rift and, 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 uh, and, and make that, you know, mm, feeling. And uh, why? They want others to be impressed with them. Did they see what I did? I've been practicing. That's a hindrance, and that's a hindrance in your relationship with God. Why are you doing it? Because you can do it. We like the riffs, like the great vocal stuff, like all. We want that. So it's not the external. It's the why. Why do we do it? Why am I telling you? Why am I doing this? And if the answer is, I want you to be impressed with me, I want to be impressive, then I've got an issue. I've got a problem. See, uh, pride is not interested in others or their views. Pride doesn't care what you think. Pride only cares what I think. It's, it's only interested in making its own views known. Therefore, a person who is proud is not a very good listener. If you're not a very good listener, this could be the root cause. Why? Well, it's because, you know, you know you're talking and, you know, I have something to say. You're talking, and my opinion of what you have to say is far less than my opinion of what I have to say. I think what you think is not very important, and I think what I think is important. So pride, pride will interrupt. Pride will cut people off. I mean, how rude is that? How rude is that? You're having a conversation, and you just keep cutting them off. You just keep interrupting their thought. All that's saying is you're unimportant. I am important. What you say doesn't matter. It's not worth much. But what I say is of great value. And so you need to be quiet and listen to me. Pretty rude, huh? Well, that's, 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 the, way, that, that, that's the way pride acts. I know that, uh, well, I was reading something a friend wrote. And uh, she was endeavoring, well, I realize all this stuff goes on the World Wide Web, and uh, <laughs> she doesn't live around here, though, but she's a friend on Facebook. So, <laughs> But she was describing um, uh, what she believed was a really true Idaho woman, and some of it was kind of funny, you know, 
and it was, you know, it was good and fine. But what, what one of the last things she wrote, she said basically that a true Idaho woman, if they have an opinion, they're going to let you know. And I thought, eee, really? I said, I don't want to be around you. <laughs> but listen, that was viewed as like, in her mind, and she's a very nice person and everything, but she's got a pride issue. Uh, in her mind, that was like a compliment to women, that they will speak their mind. Is that a compliment? For male or female, is that a compliment? No, it's not. It's not. So some people have this idea that if I'm real, then I'm going to tell you everything I think. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a realist. I, I let you know what's on my mind. There's no uh, hidden, hidden anything with me. No, that's called carnal. That really is. The fact that someone can't constrain their thoughts. Listen, not, not everybody wants to hear your opinion about everything. Do we realize that? Are we humble enough to realize that we have thoughts that sometimes they should remain in thought land and maybe just die out? Yeah, not everything I think has to be said. Not everything you think has to be said. Again, if I have too high of opinion of my own brain, my own thinking, then I'm going to just be letting you know. Every time I have an opinion about something, I'm going to tell you. Man, that's a good way to really annoy a lot of people. Am I right? Come on now. Every one of us have had thoughts that we were glad we kept them in. It's like, I had this thought, but if I let that out, I would have no more friends. <laughs> and it was just a thought. You're not a bad person. You were mature enough to let it dissipate. <laughs> go off into the ozone layer or wherever they go when they're not spoken. Sorry, I had a Steve Martin joke in my mind for many years ago, and I can't say it. <laughs> you don't know what that is, do you? Okay, good. <laughs> Amen. But anyway, some people take pride in the fact that they have an opinion, and they're going to make it known. But pride is uh, pride interrupts. Pride cuts people off. Pride will not act impressed with anything. Pride will not be impressed with something in somebody else because in their mind, they're beyond that already. If you do something great, you get something great, you accomplish, and, and you, you let me know as the proud person, then I would just be like, oh, yeah, that's nice. You know, if, if, you, if you have a... Uh, uh, you've been reading the, the Bible and God has spoken to you and a certain scripture jumps out at you and it's made real and uh, you're like telling me about it and you're excited and, I, and, and the proud person w- would be, they would be saying things like, oh yeah, that's nice. Or, oh yeah, I saw that like 10 years ago. <laughs> and they'll lie through their teeth because they want to be impressive. They want you to think, that you're more spiritual than they are. Pride tries to, you know, wants people to think, I mean, in church circles, it, they want, it wants to, people to think that they're more spiritual than they are. They kind of give them an air like they pray 24-7. Like they just live in the Spirit. Ooh. And, and, and they don't. 
like they give they give most of 90% of their money away and and uh, and they just live praying and if you do fine good but that's the person who's probably not talking about it very much unless it's by way of blessing someone else in in some way but oftentimes people leave this air and it's a false air it, it's fake it's phony you know remember remember when Jesus taught over in Matthew about how when you if you're going to pray Go pray by yourself. Don't do it to be seen. And when you fast, don't act like you're fasting. He said, you know, do it privately. You'll be rewarded openly by my Father in heaven. But if you do it to be seen by men, that's your reward. Everybody is impressed with you and your spirituality. But he said, if you'll do it for a better motive, he said, God will reward you. That sounds a lot like the proud will be demoted and the humble will be promoted. It sounds like the same principle to me. But, uh, you know, again, um, pride doesn't want to be in, imp- impressed with anything. It's, it's like the person who gets the new house. And, they're, they, you know, they put a lot into it, and they got this new house, and they tell their friend, and their friend comes over and says, uh, you know, yeah, I looked at that house too. And, uh, you know, I decided just not to go with it because it had, the, you know, these couple things that, you know, were really wrong with it. And, and, and uh, I, was, I almost bought that, but I decided against it. Ugly. Pride. You know, a friend of mine recently got a new car. And so because we're friends, we can joke around with each other and stuff. But he got, he got this new car, and it's a really nice, nice car, got lots of stuff on it. And so I was, I was listening to him. I already knew some things about it. And I said, so I said to him, uh, you didn't get, you see, what year is that? Oh, you didn't get the black one, did you? I already knew it was black. <laughs> I said, you didn't get that black one, did you? Because, oh, man, like the third year, the paint starts coming off. You know, and, and it, you know, it was, <laughs> it was already purchased and paid for. And, and you didn't get that, you know, that what, whatever system, you know, the electrical system is going to fail on that in just a couple of years. I almost got that car, but I decided not to. I went with, and I told them about my lower model. <laughs> See, we do that joking, but in the real world, people act like that. So you do something great, something that's really, a, you know, a great accomplishment, they want to minimize that because they've done something better. They have already, I already knew that. I already have one of those, or I would have had one of those if I wanted one. And they lie, full of pride. It's a great hindrance in their relationships in many areas. And so pride will not act impressed with anything, but humility will. Humility say, wow, praise God, that is great. We'll acknowledge if they, if they would like to have the same type of thing. But, you know, sometimes even embarrassment. People get embarrassed real easy. Do you know that's a that's a symptom of pride? You know, it's like it, it's like the person who, uh, you know, maybe they're playing um, some music or they're uh, singing and they miss a note or they make a mistake and they're just oh just just ruins their day. They just can hardly stand it. They're so embarrassed. That's stinking pride. But what what you just you have to have everybody think that you're perfect. That you'll never make a mistake. I mean, we all want to do well at what we do, and we should strive for excellence and all this stuff. But if I blow it, am I really just, my life is ruined because everybody knows I made a mistake? Was I really that deceived that I thought, that everyone thought that I was perfect? That I was flawless? 
You know, people invite, you invite someone over to your house and, you, may, you know, you're cooking a meal for them and, you know, you burn the biscuits and, and, uh, and it's just, oh, it's just everything's ruined and, oh, what are they going to think? They think that you burned the biscuits and I think that's probably happened to a few people before. It, you know, not a horrible person. You're just not perfect in all of your ways. And, you know, cut it off and eat the top half or something. <laughs> and say, listen, we got biscuits today, but we only got half. <laughs> right? I think, that, I think that's a positive way to, to look at things. Instead of the proud person, it's just ruined. And they're just, it, it just can't handle it. Can't handle the embarrassment of stuff. Embarrassed? Are we really embarrassed about everything? We've got to watch the source of that. The source of it is, I think, too highly of myself than I ought to. Amen. Let me give you two scriptures in closing. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 8, 18, 10, 18, says, For not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. It's not about what I think about myself. It's about what the Lord thinks. It's not about I pat myself on the back. It's about is the Lord approving me? And then... You know, in speaking about love, 1 Corinthians 13, 5, one of the things that's, that's true about the true love of God, it says that it does not seek its own. It does not seek its own. And so let's identify this area in our lives and get as far away as we can from self-promotion. We're putting ourselves out there. We're saying, look at me. Look at what I have. Look at what I can do. And let's move into something that's genuine. It's real. It's an accurate view of self and life. It's called humility. And from that place, the Lord can lift us up. Amen. Amen. Father, we're so thankful today for your, fa- your favor, thankful for your blessing on us. Lord, for all that we have, all that we can do, we give thanks to you. You're a good, good, good God. We love you, Lord, today. And we're appreciative of even helping us to see areas that we need to make adjustments in. We know that when we do, here comes more grace. Here comes more of your ability to lift us up, to take us to a higher place. Thank you, Lord, for working in us now, helping us to see. Helping us to see. To see clearly and see right, see accurately the way things really are. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks for it now. Amen, amen.